bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A A S. This shit is trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hello. Everybody and welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie and I'm Brandy and this is the podcast where we talk about politics like we're talking about reality TV. Happy Labor Day. Oh, and it was labor. That's the the sweet sounds of Labor Day <laughs> you hear in my in our voices. Yeah, my, mm. I think mine sounds worse than yours. I don't your sound. I think mine does. Listen to me. That's the way I sound. We're trying to go up into our upper <laughs> register. Instead of down where we belong, mine would be. <coughs> Let me just get that cough out. I mean, we've been celebrating Labor Day all month. We've just begun our self-imposed poor man's rehab, which means mm-hmm. we stay at our own homes and don't drink or do any drugs. Right. So we <laughs> we are now moving into now we go through, you know, we do cleanses and get sober yes. and not and whatever. So now we're on to what should be a phase of health, mm-hmm. fortitude. I should probably buy a cleanse. Uh, well, that, we were talking about getting a cleanse. We were. When, oh, no. You talked about us doing um, the GM diet. I did because I said, I think I might need a cleanse after Labor Day weekend. Yeah. And then, I, and then we were talking about like what kind of cleanse. And then I was like, you know, maybe I'll just do the GM diet again. Because that's technically a cleanse free. Because you have free. to eat anyway. That's correct. But the cleanse I'm talking about, the one we do, is three weeks long. Oh, it's that. a ton of herbs. Oh, that one. So, so I wasn't really planning on doing a three-week rehab. Oh, that's a lot. But I do need something to facilitate and move along <laughs> the toxin route <laughs> in my body. The Highway 66 that's yes. inside of your body? Yes. Because mm-hmm. our idea of going sober yesterday was taking an opioid. <laughs> And I think I might have taken a half a Xanax. <laughs> oh, you did? Oh, and you're wondering, like, why am I so tall? Yeah. <laughs> but that was pretty tame. That was I've tame. been drinking at least a beer or something a day for, yeah. like, at least the, la- the summer. Mm-hmm. So, well. well that I told everyone. Hey, listen, listen. We all have our, we all have our things. I, um, I mean, I'm not, you know, I've been doing what I've been doing. Yeah. So. And you're, what, you, we were in pain. I mean, that was that was actual pain. That was actual pain. And I do have a prescription because I do manage pain. I do actually have pain. Listen, uh, many people abuse the drugs they have prescriptions to. That is true. So we're getting back. We're a little I would say this is the second day of the two day hangover. Well, we mailed um, a ton of shirts, but we got like a few more orders. (laughs) Yeah. Which is pretty exciting. This is late. Patreon's late um, And we did miss Our bonus episode Patreon but we're gonna Supersize mm-hmm. our regular Patreon for mm-hmm. people that 
for the $1 subscribers. Um, so now if you were thinking of joining, this week might be a good week because we're going to make that episode like probably two hours long. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So that we're going to make that supersized and, yeah, you know, so like you a join, big fry. And you don't want to do $2. You want to just do one. Then you mm-hmm. get a big, big fat episode. Yeah. Where we're going to just give the, give the gear. I didn't look to see what the, sh- what shirts people ordered, but, um, this last, the, the new f- three or four that we got in, but we've been having a rash of like a pop. No one knows I'm gay. Yeah. Very popular. Very popular. Justin and Cruz. <laughs> right. Cause people do do a, a mo- on Instagram modeling when no one knows I'm gay and they do make them look very good. And they Instagram model drugs. Drugs looks great. Yeah. I wore drugs all the last. I, I now, I, as we know, apropos, listen, my friend, apropos. Yeah. And if you listen, you know that I have like <laughs> multiple. I have multiple shirts, you know, because I wear them so much. Our shirts are our, our shirts. I have multiples of our shirts. So and I got to tell you, if you wear drugs into the supermarket, they love it. <laughs> Comments such as, hey, which ones? And you forget that you're wearing the shirt and you're like, what? Oh, oh, ha ha ha. You know what I mean? People like to comment on that. And no one knows I'm gay. Of course, you'll get comments. That's the best one. If you're if you if you have a thirst for a stranger, uh, a reach out from a stranger, mm. a shout out from a stranger. Mm-hmm. No one knows I'm gay is the move. Right. And drugs, too. You're right. But no one knows I'm gay. They're both probably better at night. I've learned because one of my favorite things other than people saying cuss words and songs is yeah. wearing them. So I have. Mm. Tons of shirts. I have one that says shut the fuck up. I have um, one that says fucking feral. Right. Um, Which I have a hat that says I'm in Mykonos, bitch. Uh-huh. I try to wear all those. I try. I've learned not to wear them in the grocery store. Oh, well, Be- you'll get accosted. I'm quite sure. <laughs> well, but also there's kids there. And I'm mm. like, I should just wear these at night. When I, I'm right. Out. That's true. That's a good point. Um, no one knows I'm gay. Fine. If, if your kid doesn't know what gay means, then they need to go be smashed in the head <laughs> in the corner. But drugs, I try to keep mm. more of a nighttime shirt. I cut mine into a half shirt. I'm like, I'll just wear this to like nighttime events. Mm. But you can get away with anything because you have a sweet vibe and a baby face. And so people are just like, oh, you know, she's she's got personal problems. <laughs> Um, and also, I don't need your notes, babe. That's when you can wear it during the daytime. All day. And you know, as I'll, I I wear that right into an audition. Does does anyone call out to I don't need your notes, babe? They don't, right? Um, no one, at least to me, has called out. But I have worn that to auditions and they will say something to that effect. You know what I mean? Yeah, because that's rude. That's like wearing that to a job interview and being like, I don't need this job, bitch. Which, <laughs> you know, is a personal delight. So, I uh, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think if anyone's ever been like, I'm not giving you notes or what kind of notes or I can't think of one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You I know don't what think I mean? That one. And, well, our, I we have know. a shirt of just us, our logo. Yes. That's become, I mean, everyone who's interested in having that, I think already owns it, which is a good thing because we're really low on those. And also I want you guys to know we're really low on, I don't need your notes, babe. Yeah. So I hope we're hoping people develop a real strong interest in drugs. <laughs> just, it's black. It says drugs in white with a period. Uh-huh. And no one knows I'm gay. Yes. Right. Because the other ones are almost gone. Yeah. They're getting very low. So if you're very a low. large, just a standard large, it's getting low. Yep. We have we have enough extra large and we have enough small. Right. Um, and we have a little more medium, but standard large and medium are getting low in those. But go to our website, julianbrandy.com. Mm-hmm. Um, look around. It's on like the shopping page or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
And then we have our esteemed digital artist, Jennifer Johnson, has her own store. Right. With many more designs and many more sizes. So look around. See if you like it. Do oh. some browsing. Listen, it's a new dawn. It's a new day. It's a new life for me. And you need to go on there and get yourself a shirt. What about the Patreon, my ma'am? Now, the Patreon, if you're not a Patreon member, <laughs> go to patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics. You, if you enjoy this podcast but don't want to listen to politics, then the Patreon is for you. We do not talk about politics. We do not talk about the Patreon. We just talk about, I mean... We don't even talk about the t-shirts on there. No, we don't try and sell anything on there. That's what this podcast is right. for. So, it, you know, uh, we just talk about whatever. I mean, we have talked about like auditions. We talk about going on offer up. We talk about going yeah. to the doctor. We talk about yeah. whatever, whatever, anything, anything. We talk shit about people and it gets back to them, <clears throat> oh, even though it's supposed to be private. And we've all done a blood true. circle where we've said, don't tell anyone, you guys. <laughs> and somehow people always find out we're talking shit. That is true. And we've lost jobs, lost friends. We have. We've created. Lost our homes. We created. <laughs> we cre- Speaking. Oh, my God. Thank you for reminding me of that. We created. We create songs. Oh, lots of songs. Lots of songs. So if you enjoy like a musical intralude. Um, this week's definitely going to be song because we got nothing. I don't remember half of the things that happened while we were out. Mm-hmm. The other half that happened could get us arrested. Correct. I don't want to implicate anyone else. No. In any antic. No antiqu- an- antiquity. No antiquity. Do not implicate implicate anyone yeah. in antiquity. Do not. So, you know, there's a lot going on on the Patreon. A lot. And we've gotten some messages recently from people who binge through the Patreons, which is a fun thing to do because you can really hear... A lot. I don't even know. That would. The Patreon is way. At least if you're into a binge or if you're into a re listen, which many of us are, the Patreon's way better for that than this. I yes. don't I think anyone could binge this. It would be. Right. Like, no, let me get back into <laughs> immigration policy. Yeah. From, no, who cares? No, you want to listen to the time when whatever, I kicked the doctor or whatever it is. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Which I didn't even tell that story. So. Yeah, get on there. Patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics. Come on. So we have it. Um, you can join for $1 um, for one episode or $2 for two episodes. That's right. how we have it set up right now. I think iTunes is going to create a function based on purely just our podcast where you can fast forward the whole beginning in one shot. Because <laughs> I know that this gets exhausting and annoying. We like it. Mm. We get to remind ourselves, hey, we have t-shirts and they're cute. And also we want to honor everyone who's... yeah. Who's ordering? We love you guys for doing that. And that's right. And listen, it's not like we're selling you a shirt that says drugs. Don't you want that? (laughs) Don't you need that? Don't you need your mom to wear that Uh, the night before Thanksgiving while she's cooking? Right. And Uh, you're on 100 drugs. That is so good. Scouring the kitchen for the cooking wine. Mm. Mom, you remember that time. (laughs) She's like, which one, bitch? (laughs) Okay. Um, That is such a sight. I would like to see both of my parents in that. That would be a sight. Yeah. Your parents put on our, our, they sure did. Yeah. They have the, <laughs> the podcast shirt and I absolutely love it. I live for it. I think it's so cute. The shirt is scratchy. So don't expect it's a standard concert tee. Mm-hmm. It's $25 of free shipping. Right. So it'll scratch you up. Julie lets the cat lay all <laughs> over the box and shit. So there's all white cat hair all over everything. They're wrinkled. Uh-huh. Yep. Some of them look used and they we probably are hoping are. they're not. <laughs> you never know. It's hard to keep track. They go from a box to our suitcase when we travel to then Julie's dirty clothes get thrown in <laughs> with the suitcase. I mean, one time Anne was setting up the shirts in D.C. and she's like, I found some underwear in there. And I was like, and I look at Julie and she's like, sorry. I'm like, Anne, please, Anne. 
She's like, I no, 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 I just shoved him into the zipper. I just shoved him in. I was like, those weren't mine, Anne. I think it was clear they were mine. They were enormous <laughs> and they looked like men's boxer shorts. I'm pretty sure we know who they those were. Yeah, well, you know, listen, what can I say? Yeah. And also, we just recently found my pants in there. Yeah, I found your. Julie's like, there's my jeans. We were like organizing the shirts. There's my jeans. And I've been looking for these jeans for the last two weeks. Let me tell you, I've been wanting to wear these stupid jeans. And so then, I want you guys to know you could have Julie Essence. <laughs> it's dumpling or Julie Essence on it. For so real. So when you get it, and you're real. like, why is the tag all wrinkled and bent up and look <laughs> like it has makeup from Brandy on it? Who knows? Maybe I wore that shit. Maybe it has fake tanner on it. Who knows? It's a treat. It's a treat. Oh, man. We're not a retail shop. We don't. I mean, we are a private industry. This is we the are level. just personal people trying to. And it's also just if you care, the Patreon is what pays for this podcast and is basically keeping us alive so that's the importance of the patreon you know um if we could go on shark tank we would but they're not i know hey sharks we have nothing to offer you (laughs) now it's time for i have the shit storm you take some shit put it up on the wall check it out for a while you take that shit up off of the wall put it down on the floor in a glass bowl you take some buck put it up on the wall where the shit used to be okay so i mean i don't even want to say it because it's so annoying and upsetting but there was another shooting in texas and of course the strongest storm on the entire planet that's happened this year is bearing down on the southeast but it's Tuesday after a holiday weekend, and we have hangovers from hell. So we decided the eye of the shitstorm is Trump firing his embryonic assistant because she got drunk and told the reporters that Trump thinks his daughter Tiffany is fat and he doesn't even like her. This is true. This happened. And it's really the only thing that has kept my guilt at bay. That and the half Xanax and opioid I took yesterday <laughs> um, in my in my withdrawal anxiety. Mm. I've been basically going back to I'm like, ma'am, meow, I'm stressed out. How do I stay in the moment? It's like, let's just think about Tiffany. And the, <laughs> let's really let's just think about Trump's assistant mm-hmm. and how she also got drunk <laughs> and ruined many, many lives and relationships. <laughs> so you have to realize the scale oh. when you're feeling guilty mm-hmm. in your town that you're in. And maybe you blacked out and showed your boobs to everyone swimming in the pool. Oh. Or maybe you offered, you know, Leah's son to come smoke a cigarette with you. And then you, Leah, <laughs> Leah shut the fridge and then she was standing there. And I'm like, I don't even smoke, Leah. I don't even smoke. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, RJ, you want to come smoke a cigarette with oh, us? Oh, my god. The fridge, fridge closes and Leah's standing there. I'm like, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. So, you know, but hey, at least I'm not uh, Madeline Westerhout. That's right. Um, whose official title was the director of Oval Office Operations. Motherfucker was the director of Oval Office Operations at 28. She worked as an aide to the Republican National Committee and worked on Mitt Romney's 2012 presidential campaign. She's from Orange County, so she was clearly raised Republican. Yeah. But that doesn't mean we don't still hate her for it. And she was born <laughs> with money, which we definitely hate. Right. At 28, you can know that you're not Republican anymore. If you're raised in a yes. conservative household and you're 14 wearing a MAGA hat, listen, I give a lot of those kids a pass. They're annoying and obnoxious, but I'm like, if you're, that's what your parents are into, then you're not getting any other influence. You're not right. going, let me seek out other points of view. No, but at 28, 
Bitch, you knew Mitt Romney was wrong when he put the fucking dog on top of the car. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And she apparently they it's been seen or whatever at the our, the Republican National Convention. She cried when Trump got the um, she's one of those people who didn't like Trump and now is working for Trump. You know what I mean? Like yeah. she cried when he I got the nomination. That. They saw her crying when she, he got the nomination because she's such a p- devote yeah. Republican. But is and it then like born in the grass or. Yeah, she's born in the grass. <laughs> I don't know that that's what that is. But, you know, like strong in the face, like whatever that saying is <laughs> like a die in the cloth Republican or you never yeah, heard yeah. that saying. I no died in the cloth, died in the wool. But I like all of that strong in the bush, <laughs> face in the grass, all of it. She's all of those things. Republican, all of it. Yeah. Well, they say die hard. It makes sense because they say she kept to herself mm-hmm. yet constantly Instagrammed like life in the in the White House pics. Oh, so she was basically a, right. a self-indulgent a, a millennial, thir- a thirst bucket. <sighs> but she wasn't going around. Um, she wasn't hobnobbing or doing she wasn't doing the hustle game with Trump's, you know, bag of shit friends. Oh, right. She was really just. Thirsting and bragging about working in the White House and being the director of Oval Office operations, which who wouldn't, but yet tried to keep a low profile because she knows the minute he's done, they're all scarlet letter with the T. Right. Yeah, they are. And apparently so she had and this and of course, it's hours and hours of news pontificating about whether it was right or wrong for her to have an off the record meeting with a with a journalist. She wasn't supposed to do it. But then other people say, no, no. They all do it, especially when they just all do that. Apparently there's well, she was there with the the head of communications like whoever Sarah Huckabee doo doo is gone. Uh I don't know if it's her replacement or that first deputy under her. Right. So she was there with like the head of communications. So they were having a dinner together with like New York Times and I don't know who else. And it was in New Jersey. Right. And they were covering trump's like a vacation in new jersey i'm like that shit is a fucking hour away from new york not <laughs> yeah, even right it's ridiculous but whatever they're covering his vacation well that guy the head of communications or whatever had to go do a thing with fox news so 45 minutes so there was like a so he left after like two hours or an hour and a half he left assuming that the dinner was going to then wrap up right and he went to fox news now, here goes uh, Madeline. I'm going to assume they call her Maddie or maybe she's just Maddie when she's drunk. Well, apparently she's also what Trump likes to call her is my beautiful beauty. Oh, well, the here leaves my beautiful beauty. I'm not going to say she's a beautiful beauty. I think she's got she's got the attractiveness of youth on her side, mm-hmm. but I don't look at her. She's certainly not as pretty as Hope Hicks. Not oh, on no. a, not on any level. Right. She's there alone now. She's obviously tipsy. She's been she's bored. She's with fucking nerds. Yeah. She hasn't gotten to pull out her phone and. <laughs> Instagram herself for the last two hours. She's in withdrawal, Instagram right. withdrawal. Uh-huh. She's <laughs> taking down glasses of wine like it's nobody's business. The dude leaves to go to Fox. She's probably offended she doesn't get to go, or maybe she's glad because she's going to get groped there. Once he leaves, <laughs> she thinks they've got her guard is down. Right. And he's not there to watch her. Right. And so she. And she's clearly a braggadocious idiot. Yeah. And so she fucks up and basically tells these other people who are now not even really reporters. It doesn't even feel like they're at work anymore because now right. it's been this long dinner. Right. Her boss is gone. She might even feel like since the boss is gone, the actual work portion of it's over. Well, and she probably believes that when it's even if you're with a journalist and it's off the record and now we're becoming friends and we're friendly and we're drinking and we're having a good time. I wonder. I mean, who? well, and and so it's like we're going back and forth and it's just like 
we know from watching movies and television shows, you never tell a journalist anything because they will always choose their work over your everyone friendship or whatever you're doing. <laughs> everyone will do that. And you it's about Trump. Like you, you can't fucking talk shit about your boss's daughter. Everyone on the planet. <laughs> you can't do that. And listen, I would for sure do it. I would for oh sure God, please. get drunk, fuck up, be like, that could be literally be the dumbest thing. If, if this has been said, <laughs> that could literally be the dumbest thing any human beings ever done. I've done it drunk. Right. It's like, she thought she was being hilarious. Right. Julie and I always fuck up to try and be funny. Oh, we've done it on here. Oh, constantly. <laughs> we've lost. So I, yeah. I mean, we've gotten fired yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> we literally lost our writing agent. So uh, yes, 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 yes. It's, she was trying to be hilarious. And also it's almost like no shit, no shit chat. Okay. <laughs> no fucking shit. Everybody knows Trump doesn't care about Tiffany. Everybody knows Tiffany and her bug eyes are is annoying. And that he's got a check something, whatever went down with Marla Maples, her mom. Like it didn't, it wasn't like it ended with Ivana and uh, cause Ivana was like, I'm going to continue to take money and I am actually ghost first lady. I go to Saint Tropez. I love it. Like she's still involved. She sucked up. She took the rape charges away. She's like, please. I don't think Marla Maples is getting anything. Marla Maples was like, and she you, said the thing was goodbye. she stayed she I guess her and Trump got together in his like little L.A. when he had a, a little a, a brief period of his life where he was feeling his L.A. groping actresses period <laughs> uh-huh. before everyone in L.A. was like we aren't playing around with this so he stuck to his beauty queens <laughs> and the people on the East Coast who didn't know the deal uh-huh. people in L.A. are I mean honestly you've been you've been groped by Harvey Weinstein at this point you're not putting up with it from Trump. But he stayed on the East Coast. Marla Maples and Tiffany stayed on the West Coast. Right. So he rarely saw her. Even stupid ass fucking Apprentice was shot on in New York. Oh, so yeah, they never. And Marla wasn't going to be. You know, Marla had things to do. She couldn't. They wanted to live that L.A. lifestyle. Marla wanted to be a, 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 a actress star, too. And she tried to get on. You know, she tried to co-host The View. She tried to yeah. get shows. She has her own wonderful podcast. Tiffany even did a music career until Tiff- he got mm-hmm. till he got mm-hmm. elected. And mm-hmm. now she's trying to get serious. She's so this chick, Madeline, like I said, is 28. Tiffany is 25. She's in law school at Georgetown. Mm-hmm. And I want you to know, meow, meow. Yes. She sent out an Instagram because Twitter's probably she probably doesn't even have Twitter. OK. Um, she <laughs> okay. doesn't know that if she's in law school, she needs to go ahead and get Twitter and get off the fucking Instagram. So she Instagrammed a picture of a poem from Rumi, like a, and it said Tiffany Trumpton. It said, "Study me as much as you like; you will never know me, for I differ a hundred ways from what you see me to be. Put yourself behind my eyes and see me as I see myself, because I have chosen to dwell in a place you can't see." I mean, with all due, Rumi, it's a lot of contradictions in one stanza. I mean, it's just like, like, I can't see me, but don't because well, I cause... see myself, even though I dwell where you can't <laughs> see me. Walking with feet is like walking without without feet. Exactly. One will walk and fly into the air, an air of which you have never breathed. If you breathe <laughs> this air, the air of which you breathe is much like the air I have breathed. But the breath we breathe together is much like the breath <laughs> that an eagle has soared <laughs> yeah. through the air and has only flapped with its wings. I like where you took it there. <laughs> I you know. Just, you went off on a, you went into an eagle. I I liked it. I'm not, I don't, I, people like to quote Rumi a lot and I find it to be 
pretentious and tragic. Get yes. the fuck out of my face. I don't want to see yeah. anyone. I don't care. And I know many of you have done this. And don't you get pissy at me. You eat tons of spicy fucking food. You better look look in the mirror and know this. Don't be going on social media mm. trying to get deep with the poem, okay? Because <laughs> Dylan something- Thomas will fucking slap you across the face. if he, It's like... Don't get deep on a sh- in a shallow medium. How about that? How, oh. Don't get deep in a shallow oh. medium. Oh, wait. I'm writing <laughs> that down. Yes. Bitch! <laughs> That's the reason it's ridiculous. That's fine. You love poetry? Love it. Don't be going on Instagram trying to act like you're so goddamn artistic and deep. Study me and my selfie as much as you <laughs> yeah. like. You will never know me or the lighting I use to take my <laughs> selfie. For I differ a hundred ways from what you see my selfie to be. <laughs> my selfie. <laughs> For it is when you view and scroll, you scroll hundreds <laughs> exactly. and thousands. You may like me, but it is merely a button being pressed. A button being pressed is not my heart. My heart, my soul is inside my actual body. My body is not body. my selfie. My selfie is merely a reflection of society. Ooh, now that was good. You were you. It was like at point. I wasn't sure if it was more of like, um, what's it called when you t- say poetry? Spoken word. Yeah, I, it was spoken word. But then I thought it's not spoken word. She's actually doing haikus, which is why <laughs> there was breaks in the words. I was just trying to give it some drama. You know what I mean? Oh, so you were like a poetical drama. I think not spoken word. Like, it would want be a little me different. to be because in haikus, you know, how it's to go under. I know, under, but under. The, I never understood. Like with haiku, it's like three three five or something or five five two i don't can't or like a even a shakespearean um you know whatever that's called i just you know which which apparently romeo and juliet is completely in the whole entire thing so i just can't however no one can i need to do this if you would indulge me okay tiffany trump is as we can see she's feeling she's getting spiritual she's finding roomy she's on instagram just like you know spiritualizing her selfies uh-huh but before all of this happened it's one of our favorites she did and we'd like to play this for you now because madeline westernhofen can come as hard as she wants but has she ever done this this made uh, about a dollar 45 and i think from you because we bought it <laughs> we love it don't hate Maybe this is why I thought of Eagle, because this song is called Like a Bird. Ah, feel it. We like it. Forget about the partying. It's almost like she's singing through a bullhorn from another room. It's almost like it's a different person. (laughs) I thought about Sheena. From Vanderpump. And what would Tiffany do if everyone was like, Tiff, get on this bar and sing your one song? <laughs> Tiffany would be like, oh no, what do I do? Because that was put through so many voice activators. I mean, how could she possibly ever sing it? It makes me feel like she talks like this. She was for talk, but she doesn't. Like a bird, like oh, a bird, I never like a remember bird, that like part. Like a bird, like a bird, like a bird, like a bird. Rumi's poetry is. It's funny the words like a bird over and over remind me of a bird pecking my eyes out. <laughs> they want it to be like uh, insistent like a bird. Yeah, because she looks like a bird. And birds are so nervous. Right. And they'll kill you. 
Or they'll fly, fly, fly away. <laughs> fly, fly, fly above. Yeah. Oh, no, but that wasn't about being a bird. That was just about fly, fly, flying above. Ooh, I don't remember a dude came in. We never get this far. Fly like a bird. Don't fly like not a bird. Fly like a bird. Eagles are birds. Cherokee is not a bird. He definitely produced this. Oh, for sure. I took 10,000 from Trump yeah. to make this song, but I put myself on it. Of course. I'm DJ Khaled's third cousin. Yeah, DJ. Yeah, I hate women too, but I use them. Tiffany's like, Mom, please. Her voice is so far away that I can't even understand one word. word. Not one word. There's absolutely no texture to She's it at all. She's singing into a can. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like she talks in a can. Yeah. A can it's and a fucking what's it called? Where they auto tune? Auto tune beyond a can auto. How are you gonna go that far away and then do auto tune? Can you even speak? No. She might be a mute. Maybe she's a mute. Maybe maybe she only makes sounds and they have to tune it up. Like she's like, yeah, and they changed the choice. It's like when you listen to those, you watch a YouTube video and it's with a robot and you know someone typed in what the robot should say. Ugh, yes, it's like that. Someone typed this into a. To a can voice. <laughs> so it says whatever you want. Like if you say, if you right, type, right, right. Say, how much time do we have left? It's like, exactly. What? I don't, do you feel, okay. Do you feel sorry for Tiff? Not because she has round eyes and is weird looking. Cause I do feel sorry that she's, cause I feel like they're all, even though they're so sinister and demon-esque. Yeah. Particularly, obviously, Ivanka are mm. attractive. Baron mm. is getting so cute. He's yeah. of 900 feet tall. He's, He's the best looking of all of them, I think. But why is Tiffany homely? Marla Maples isn't homely. Trump is not homely. Trump created all these children. Um, there's. I don't think there's anything she can do. I, well, there's, you know, I mean, she's got, I guess it's, I don't know if it's the mouth region, because J- Trump does have that unfortunate mouth and it's like well it makes ivanka doesn't have it i think it's her eyes oh it's her eyes let's see but she has gained a couple pounds well the thing that which is fine she doesn't even look big or anything what's the problem is is that (coughs) what she chose to wear at whatever last thing they all went together as a family Oh. oh you know where it was yeah it was so embarrassing this is why he's embarrassed i was embarrassed too why it was at the fucking it was in england Oh, yeah, with the queen. They go with the queen, and Tiffany is in the dumbest yeah. outfit, and yeah. it's already embarrassing. It's like yeah. a clown family is going to see the queen of England. I'm like, don't embarrass us in front of the queen of England. Yeah, like... It's both. It's both. But the mouth is just like the rest of them. Yeah. Her mouth does look like Ivanka's. Yeah. The bottom of the half of the face looks like D- Don Jr. Yep. And Ivanka. Yep. And Trump when he was younger. Trump's, Trump's DNA ruins every human being physically because marla maples is an attractive woman yeah and uh, melania is a is a is pretty i mean you know they're so all pretty. attractive women so his sperm or whatever i don't it, think like, ivanka's ugly though i don't think ivanka's ugly well then his sperm can't ruin every but human she's being. not but she had to work on it she had to get surgery well my question to you is what can tiffany do because go ahead and get the surgery then um what can tiffany do I don't think because I think it's I like, don't know. Yeah. 
I guess she could try a nose job. I don't know. I mean, I don't I say I don't say get a nose job lightly because that could really go south. But anyway, that's what this whole thing is about. And I'm right there because I know I was embarrassed when they went to meet the Queen of England. And as much as I want to say, I don't fucking care what you think. I do because I love, you know, love, love England. Yeah. I want I don't want anyone embarrassing us there. Right. He rolled up in there with his nine thousand fucking kids <laughs> and his nine from nine thousand women. Yeah. And then there's Tiffany and she's in some furry tragic fucking <laughs> stole or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And she just looked so garish. And they're already such a garish family. Yeah. But she was the sore thumb. And I know. Trump and I'm sure it was Ivanka that came over and said, oh, I'm so embarrassed about Tiffany. Do you see what she's wearing? And Ivanka influences every single thing Trump says. Right. So if she decides Tiffany's embarrassing, then she's embarrassing. Then Trump decides she's here's my idea that I've just decided that that what could happen. Okay. So I I think that um, if her. okay, imagine Tiffany, no matter how much weight she gains, no matter whatever, if her style, if she was the one kid who was cool, if she if she got. If she went on over to, I don't know, oh, like to hipster depot and was like, yes, I'm unattractive, but I play it up by wearing, je- wearing jeans up to my boobs and weird crap or on my, whatever yeah. the thing is like, but I'm going to look cool. I'm going to I'm artsy. I'm cool. Fuck you. This family. I'm going to go. But like, I don't believe in this shit and I'm not what I, like if she was cool. You know right, what I mean? No, that's not in her heart. Also, she's not cool. She's completely uncool. Right. Well, I don't, right. I don't. Like Luann De La Sepp said. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Exactly. Don't be so uncool. Not really. Yeah. If don't she, be so uncool. Yeah. If Tiff. she came downstairs and they were like, <laughs> Tiff, Tiff, like, did you care that like that guy was what married or whatever? And she goes, not really. And then she goes, come lives, on, be cool. Come on, be cool. Don't be so uncool. Don't be so uncool. Yeah. If she could be like that, I have a feeling everyone would be on I her side. I think you're right there. That's not realistic. I know. Um, <laughs> But I think you're right. I want I urge you guys. I know I now know it just hit me. Like a ton of bricks. I now know this all came. She's and Tiffany did say she ba- she rarely sees any of them. Oh, yeah. She doesn't have a relationship with and any of them. She, and now the, she said the last family function she attended, she felt extremely unwelcome. Mm. And it was definitely that. And so that's mm. where this all stemmed from. Mm. The assistant got drunk. Yep. And let everyone know that um, that 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 Trump was embarrassed of Tiff. And yep. so was the whole family. And it was evident and I feel for her because she is unwelcome. And the only thing she could do is just go with her mom and be like, I don't care about any of them. Yeah. And what she doesn't know, because she is so incredibly uncle. You know, you should find Luann's song. Okay. Friend, friend zone. Wait, friend. Code. Girl code. Girl code. What she could do is exactly what Mam Meow said, which is be like, I'm not fucking down with any of that. And America would embrace her. Yes, and through exactly. America embracing her, that would naturally make her cool because designers would go after her yeah. and like Mark Jacobs, people, Tom Ford, they'd be like, because Tom Ford was like, I will not touch Melania with a 10 foot pole, honey. <laughs> I am not trying to get hooker juice on me unless yep. it's a man's one. Yep. And I know that if she yeah, was like, if she was like, I'm absolutely done with Ivana, Ivanka, Don Jr., Eric, Melania and the whole lot of them. I'm done with his sister who was on the, you know, New York Supreme Court or an, she was an appellate judge. She's also shady. Yes. I'm done yes. with my aunt. Yes. My aunt, Donald Trump. I'm done with all of yes. it. Yes. I'm done. It's me and Marla. Her and Marla would become. Oh, my God. Like beyond. And they would get cool because, like I said, everyone would embrace them. And yep. that's what she should do, because what happens is all of them are going to be pariahs of society. Yep. Mark my fucking word. Yep. 
do you think Nixon people were like, hey, Nixon, yo, let's go to a dinner? No. 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 No, but if no. She, I'm telling no. Tiffany, oh, she could have the life, man, yeah. if she just was cool, like Luann said. But the, she's not close. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't be so. We also love this song. Auto-tuned to the gods. This is her best song, and it's the so best. underappreciated. Agreed. Be your friend. <laughs> At least she's singing in the same room. She's trying. Don't you feel? <laughs> hey, we memorized the whole dance. They didn't watch what happens live. With the, the dance daughter. was with the chef's da- kiss. Hey, not chef. really. <laughs> That's our favorite. No, not really. Chef's kiss. Don't That's be so uncool, Tiff. Yep. Don't be so uncool, Tiff. I gotta let you go. And America's letting you go, Tiff, but you could get America back, yeah. Tiff, if you were cool. Do it, Tiff. Do it. We'll support you. I feel like whenever we start things on this, like, for example, Mitch McConnell. Yeah. It goes into the zeitgeist. So we're putting it out there. We're Let's letting Tiffany there. grab it from the Grab universe. it, Tiff. You could have it all. You don't need them. And she's not close with them anyway. That's no. why it's not even an ambitious, calculated move of how do I get America? It's honoring the truth, which is you're not close with them. They reject you. Be like, you know what? I'm not even down with it. Right. I'm not fucking down and with Marla, it. And Marla, go with your mom. Marla, could you and Marla could go fucking mow the Trump so hard. Because they are going to be pariahs. They are. They're all going to jail. Don't be so uncool. Tip. Like, you go, Tiff. I want to say, no, not really. You broke the girl, co- girl code. Yeah. Let you go. If you guys get a chance, YouTube oh, it. Yes. Here comes the sweet sax. Mm. Everybody does want to be a star. <laughs> Especially you, Luann. Not really. Not really. That's what, instead of not really, it's <laughs> not really. So many wonderful ways to say not really. Yeah. Yep. Not really. Not really. Don't you care? Don't you care that he was married, Luann? <laughs> not really. <laughs> I'm telling you, amazing. Motherfucker standing in, and, a, in bra a bra and a robe. Yes, yes. Not really. It was the peak. The peak. The peak. The peak. Peaks. And you know what? Luann went on to. Fully sacrifice her dignity and her sobriety for that show, and yep. we commend her. Yeah, we don't even watch it anymore. Nope. Well, that's the deal. I'm glad we solved the mystery uh, and the enigma yep. of what could be of Tiffany Trump's life. Yep. And with all of us, we all need to understand: if you go with your authentic truth and you don't thirst bucket after your dad who doesn't care about you, mm. your life will open up to you. Remember what you said earlier: <laughs> don't, don't get be- deep in a shallow medium. Okay, don't get deep. And you know what? And, not, and Trump is a shallow medium. So and you keep trying just to get remember deep that. Tiff. And he's never going to get deep. You can have 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 your shallowness, but you don't have to be shallow. Tiff, you can take your bird and you can fly, fly <laughs> deep into your soul. Okay. Let's continue talking about how Trump is a douchebag <laughs> with one of our very favorite people. Let's have a kiki. I want to have a kiki. Lock the doors. Let's have a kiki. Motherfucker. I'm going to let you have it. Let's have a kiki. I want to have a kiki. Die. Turn. Work. Let's have a kiki. We are going to serve. And work. And turn. And hunt, hunt, honey. Recording. A lot going on. How lurky is this? 
Try number two. His flight might have been late. Great. <laughs> Great. <laughs> well, I can smell my feet. They haven't stopped sweating all summer. They have oh not. <laughs> Hi, this is Anthony Scaramucci. I can't make it to the phone right now. Hi, it's Anthony. Uh, please leave a message. Thanks. Exactly. The mailbox is full and cannot oh, accept any messages at this time. Goodbye. Classic move. Okay. Classic move. Well, should I call him back? Should we bug on? No, should we give it like a minute? I guess, but I wonder if he'll call back or maybe he'll call us another day. We mm. probably won't even use this. We don't even have time. Okay, let's see. Should I do it? One more time. Okay. It's not an exact science. Same. Let's try it again. <laughs> lurk the lurk. Oh, and you know what? He doesn't have my number. He has your number saved uh, in the cell phone, you know? Right. I might be screening that shit. Yeah. Maybe. Should I text him and say we're trying to call him now? Yeah. That's going to say his texts are full. I don't understand. I have a foot sweating condition. I get Botox on the whole bottom of my feet. <laughs> I would do it. I've developed a foot sweating condition. I think it's about stress. Hey, it's Anthony. Hi, it's Anthony. I love that he's like at a bar. He's like at a, he's like at a lounge. The mailbox is full and cannot accept right, any bitch. messages at this time. Goodbye. Yeah. I'm slightly butthurt. My, my call has been A, screened, and B, cannot have a voicemail attached to it. They pour oh. sweat. Anthony is running slightly behind. Can you call him closer to 5.50? Oops. Literally, Anthony's like, get these fucking... Goodbye. All right, this is our segment called Off Limits, where we talk to an influencer or an activist or just someone we love about something that is usually considered off limits, politics. Today, we're going off limits again with one of, one of our favorite people and favorite guests, but this time he is in such a different headspace. It's almost like we've never <laughs> even interviewed him. No. That said, we are going to recycle most of his original intro because we're lazy and also it was good. <laughs> it was good, exactly. So here it goes. This guy is the Trump game changer. If this were a conversation about Bravo stars, he would be equivalent to us talking to an Erica Jane or a Lala. In the grand scheme, he showed up somewhat late to the Trump party, but his impact has been significant, and you're sleeping if you ignore what he's bringing to the table, especially lately. So with the election around the corner, it is crucial right now to bridge the divide that is separating America into two sides. And even though we believe that Donald Trump is responsible <laughs> for widening this divide we are seriously hoping that our handsome guest today has the map to the middle ground even though his job in the white house didn't last two weeks he is one of the most memorable people to work in the trump administration he's smart and good looking he's outspoken and well-spoken he's rich as fuck and he became america's sweetheart last week when he <laughs> told chris cuomo that trump is insane and should be removed from office please welcome our good 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 friend I mean, he's like a brother to us. Like, if we're literal, being like literally, actual family. Like, a I mean, if, if you were in. gonna, you, if you were gonna start out the podcast last time telling people how good looking I am, I would have said Trump was insane a year ago. <laughs> you forgot then because we did say how. Yeah, we definitely you said you were. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's very nice. Yeah, so it's, it's it's good to be back on, and so 
We love that you have made us beneficiaries in your will. Thanks, Deidre. You know what I mean? Like, we are so flattered. They're beneficiaries in the will. With five kids. You got to get their social security numbers. It's just our relationship has blossomed. It's blossomed. I'm the house boy. uh, Brittany's the pool boy. Yeah. How how about how we met, right? We were sitting on the plane together. Well, that's also generous. I went up to you because I said, oh, my God. I was like, there's fucking Anthony Scaramucci. And I was walking to coach. You're in first class. And I, <laughs> I just went up to you. And I don't ever do that, as you know. Right. I, I do not do that. And I just said, well, like, I was, I was very flattered that you did that. And, of course, I accepted the invitation to come you on did. your podcast. You and uh, now you, I think you guys are great. And we, you, we probably agree on a lot and disagree on a little. But, I mean, at the end of the day, we're all Americans. And so we have a major problem going on. And you're so someone that everyone loved, little, regardless of your Trump-like loyalty. Yeah. You're just someone that you win people over. People love you. You're charming. You're handsome. Now, what happened? Like, we need to give us the timeline. We know we never even asked you about gun control last time. Right. Um, you kind of hinted a little bit of that, like, there was a little racist things that bothered you last right. time. You were, you were, you know, you were calm and uh, in the right. middle about it. Yeah, you were giving like, you know, he's he winks at you. The lies are embellishments. The storytelling is fun. You know, he's a showman. He's a salesman. But there's yeah, some good well, I mean, going I, on. I definitely, I've been pretty consistent on the racist stuff, though. You know, and you I have, and I, and I have said if you go back and look at videotape of my interviews, if you look at things, I, I broke from him on a lot of different things. I guess the problem is, is that when you're trying to be a loyal person and uh, some of the things he's doing, you like that, you know, some of the pro market forces and things like that. You're like, OK, because uh, I'm basically a center left person as it relates to social politics. And I'm probably a center to center right person as it relates to business. And so, you know, for me, uh, we, we, we can't find a person that fits that from a political perspective. We're either wackadoodle to the left on business uh, and that's married to the social stuff or we're too far to the right on business for that matter and it's married to like the crazy stuff like the uh, AR-15s and all of that sort of nonsense but you know for me uh, I'd like to say this to people that if you if you agree with somebody 9 out of 12 times, Maricot said agree with me 9 out of 12 times please vote for me if you agree with me 12 out of 12 times, you, you need a goddamn psychiatrist, you know, meaning like who the hell agrees with each other that much. So unfortunately with Trump, what we've discovered is he's a full blown demagogue. And so if you don't agree with every single thing that he says, he is a big time bully and he tried to bully me. And then you probably saw his Twitter feed. He went after my wife. Who, we uh, never you know, saw Trump, that. What did he do? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah if, you, if you go back to last Monday, Tuesday, uh, he was attacking me on his Twitter feed on Saturday night. I responded and said that the guy's a joke, a loser, and a bully. <laughs> and then uh, he came after me again because I went at him very hard in a couple of uh, interviews, particularly on, on CNN, where I was just literally eviscerating him. I mean, Chris Cuomo, we saw that. Yeah, we did see You're America's sweetheart. John, the Mooch, John you're America's sweetheart I, now. Everyone no, is just, living, living yeah. for that Chris Cuomo, living. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, but I just said the, the point is enough is enough. The guy acts like a complete and total nutcase. He's coming after me on his Twitter feed, which is total projecting by him. He's calling me nervous and neurotic and a nutcase. Look at him sweating like a pig at the G7 and <laughs> rambling like a maniac. I mean, you know, this guy is projecting. You on our podcast, you... You were like about Charlottesville and stuff. You were 
you were critical. I mean, you weren't like, obviously you weren't being rude. And I didn't think you were even being really rude about El Paso. I thought you were just keeping it real and being like, yeah, it was it was inappropriate. It, d- it didn't fit what a president should do. And that's how you were about Charlottesville. So I don't really get why. Why was that the straw that broke the camel's back? Because I, I do feel like you have always been slightly critical, well, at least how of how he's approached social issues. And yeah, race, I, quite frankly. I, I, I broke from him on Charlottesville. I broke from him on the child separation policy. I denounced his rhetoric related to the intelligence agencies when he's standing up there up, up, applauding Vladimir Putin. Putin and then going after our intelligence agents. I also wrote an op-ed, which you guys may not have seen. It was in The Hill, and the title of it was, you know, Mr. President, the press is not the enemy of the people. I don't I don't believe that. And so I think I think it's a combination of things, to be honest. I think the first thing is his poll numbers are sinking uh, very, very precipitously. The economy is not doing well. And the president being the bully that he is, he's worried about guys like me. He thought he could hit me a few times on the uh, on the Twitter feed, and that would beat me into submission, and then that would create the fear and intimidation necessary to continue to have other people be silenced by the president. And so, you know, you guys are not stupid, and you probably have sources in and around Washington and inside the White House. <laughs> most most people hate this guy's guts. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. And so and so, even people inside the White House they hate his guts, but they're nervous of him. They're intimidated by him. And so they they don't say anything. And so now are you scared that Lindsey Graham's going to do like a poison glory hole for you or like a poison doorknob? I I don't know. I mean, you know, (laughs) I think I think Lindsey Graham, unfortunately, has twisted himself into a personal pretzel of the president. Lindsey Graham or their next stop is like open and hands pretzel franchise. (laughs) I don't I don't see how they can come from this, you know. And so what the president is, he wants you to distance out your personal integrity, your personal integrity, and he wants you to say things that are loyal to him, even though he knows, and he's like laughing to himself, uh, you know, he says he raises ropes about these congresswomen, and then he enjoys watching you dance at a kabuki theater-like situation, pretending that they weren't racist ropes. And so, you know, it's, it's absolutely disgusting. What are and, you? Are you sad and, that you're you guys aren't friends or you don't care? You got to be kind of bummed out, you know, like you're in a fight with your well, friend. That's no, not I'm really that cool. About the, more sad about the situation going on with the with the American public. I mean, if you're if you're really a self-aware person, you know a couple things about your relationship with Mr. Trump. You're you're never friends with him. You know, it's mm-hmm. a it's a one-way race with him. It's very asymmetrical. Um, there's no real, you know, I've never had a fully normal conversation uh, uh the three of us are having more of a give and take on this phone call than in you know the decade of uh, being with mr trump so so to me i think you're you're aware that it's a weird relationship he's sometimes stumbling stumbling to himself while he's talking as opposed <laughs> to really engaging with anybody. oh my god and i think, I think this is real danger now that it's getting worse and worse and so the point i was making to chris you can't go five years more with this sort of nonsense so so whatever your political stripe is whatever your political persuasion we have to rally together and figure out a way to beat this guy because you you you, you know where you're going to survive five years of this talking to himself like and what does that mean for you does that mean that you would vote for a republican running against him will you vote for elizabeth warren are you like into bernie now <laughs> what are we dealing with you know listen i'm not i'm not going to I'm not going to say yet because I don't like answering hypotheticals. Uh, I don't like uh, Senator Warren's agenda. I certainly don't like uh, 
Bernie Sanders' agenda. I am a Republican. I would love to see a more moderate Republican that could open the tent of the Republican Party and be more embracing of the gay marriage movement, as I have been, and some of my Republican friends that are business leaders. Um, it's just a weird thing with the Republicans. That, you know, Like most politicians, it's follow money. A lot of money comes in from these evangelicals. Most of them are closet gays. I mean, you guys know that, right? I mean, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, and so, for sure. And so, and so what ends up happening is they try to get all nasty and mean and homophobic when, in fact, they're masking their own personal sexual orientation, but they just can't overcome what they perceive to be a social stigma related to it. So, so the more openness we have about it and the more comfort and the more space we allow people to just live their true selves, the better has, and happier the society's going to be. Has you know your business I mean? suffered? How's the hedge fund? Have you been offered like democratic, like have Democrats come and offered you jobs? What's been happening? Because this is well, pretty crazy. I mean, what I mean, we've seen. Yeah. I mean, we're excited for you. Well, here's what I would say to you. I think that uh, getting into politics hurts business. I think it, uh, Mike, jo Michael Jordan had a great line when he was selling sneakers for Nike. They asked him if he was a Democrat or Republican. He said, hey, no comment. Democrats and Republicans both buy sneakers. And so I'm sure I've lost a share of clients who have disdain for President Trump. And when I was a supporter of his, I said, OK, I'm going to pull my money. And now I'm sure I have people that like President Trump that now realize that, hey, I can't take this guy anymore. He's a total nut job. You know, um, I'm done with the guy where they've probably taken their money, too. And so my my side, I was I was on the phone with uh, Peter Nichols, who uh, Nicholas, who's the uh, he, he covers the White House for the Atlantic. And he says, well, you're detractors or these spin meisters inside the Republican Party say you're only doing this for publicity and you're only doing this to stay relevant. I said, well, first of all, I get a lot of publicity. I, I need this sort of publicity like a hole in my head because I've got Democrats mad at me that I was was supporting President Trump. And now I've got Republicans mad at me that I'm not. And so, you know. In other words, if I was going to come up with a strategy to piss everybody off in the system, <laughs> this I think is it. I've executed that strategy <laughs> flawlessly. You know what I mean? So, so, the, so the point being is that you know I don't need this sort of publicity, but I, I care about the country. I think the guy acts in a despicable manner, um, and and I think again, style-wise, unfortunately for the American presidency, style matters. You know, when you're grading the American president. Some of it is related to the bully pulpit and some of it's related to how they handle themselves as a leader. You know, and, and what I would tell you guys, you know, we can survive a recession. I mean, we've had 12 of them since 1901. Recessions are like a bone break. They suck, but you heal and you go forward. But what you're not going to survive is a raving racist lunatic that is espousing social division, racial hatred and trying to rip up and tear up the fabric of the society. I don't, I don't, I don't think we can survive that. That's like a cancer. That's a metastatic cancer that where, could terminate the patient. Where so are you that, on gun that, control? That was the line for me, you know? Do I'm you sorry? have thoughts on gun control, or, or do you stand anywhere well, on that I mean, specifically? I'm, I'm probably on gun control where most normal people are. <laughs> uh, I, I've studied the uh, Constitution, took constitutional law when I was in law school. And I believe that people have the right to bear arms, normal people. Remember, I, I told you guys this last time. I grew up, my dad was uh, from northeastern Pennsylvania. He's been a hunter and a fisherman his whole life. I grew up with guns in the house my entire life. I'm comfortable shooting a gun and uh, dismantling and cleaning a gun. 
Uh, but I think guns are for normal people. They're not for <laughs> abnormal people. If, Virgins. I, I don't. I don't. I don't want to take any gun away from somebody that's using it for recreational purposes or for, you know, what the Second Amendment was intended for. Having said that, I think there has to be limits, and guns should not be for abnormal people. And so the fact that we don't have universal background checks. And with the fact that we have military-style guns that are blowing grapefruit-sized holes into young students in high schools, I find that to be absolutely reprehensible. And so, you know, I'm 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 for a propitious amount of gun control. Sure, I, I, Second Amendment is totally fine. Are you going to either run yourself, or mm -hmm. are you going to? Are you forming some kind of committee or something to change? Yeah. The Republic, you know, yeah, what I mean? I'm, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm forming a political action committee. I've, okay. I've contacted about 150 uh, Republican CEOs that I'm close to. Some of them are very afraid of Trump, so they won't move. But many of them don't care anymore. Trump is very, very bad for business. Uh, you, you know, there's his his style, his rhetoric, the way he hates on people. It's just not good for you. It's not good for your karma. It's not good for business. And so I'm going to be forming a political action committee of people who cannot stand him but would like to stay in the Republican Party and would like to have a restatement of the Republican Party values and also, you know, that are social moderates that want to see the party open up its tent and be a little bit more liberal, you know. Kind of and like so, an antithesis so, of the Tea Party. Yeah. Like exactly. A, this yeah. Would, yeah, this would be like a Rockefeller Republican group. And this way uh, uh, CEOs can come in there and have some standing and feel good about themselves. Uh, I'm not planning on running myself. Uh, I think we need an experienced politician. Um, I don't. I don't. You know. I don't. I don't think the president has been well served being this inexperienced. I think that the, you know, he thinks he's so smart and so forth, but the pitches are going right over his head. And now <laughs> he's throwing. Now he's throwing pitches that are going over the backstop. So, so to me, I would prefer to have an experienced politician in there. But I will say this to you guys. We need somebody that's going to be a post-partisan president. Our next president, I hope the guy not Trump, but if it's some radical left-leaning person, that'll be equally damaging. Mm -hmm. We need somebody that's going to step back and look at things and say, okay, forget about left and right as a form of policy, but what about right and wrong? You know, and, and just look at something. So that's the right way to handle it, you know? And even if it comes from the left, that's the right way to handle it. And oh, by the way, this comes from the right, and it's a promotion of free market uh, economics that can help lift people out of poverty. Well, guess what? That's the right way to handle it. So, so to me, I'm hoping that this discussion uh, uh, will end the craziness that we're seeing now in the White House. I mean, the guy's full-blown crazy. Go take a look at the transcript from yesterday's press conference with uh, President Macron. Full-blown crazy. Before so, you go, we know you have to go. Yeah. We mm -hmm. did watch you on Big Brother because we love you. Obviously, you're our brother from another well, mother. We're the beneficiary of the you. wills and all that. <laughs> Thank you. I feel bad now that I gave you my wife's phone numbers. I don't want you to hit on her. I don't want her to. Uh, We're definitely going to do that. That's unfortunate. We're going to hit on your daughter, too. Okay, so, but <laughs> what was Big Brother right, like? I'll tell, was, I'll tell both of them to be ready. Was that just bullshit both, with the Big Brother? chastity belts for Christmas. That we can get by that. We can easily. Yeah, they can get by chastity belts. Now, what was Deregulation. Yeah. Deregulation. Deregulation. Okay. Do you want to tell us about Big Brother at all? It was still fun, I right? I, 
Well, here's what I would say to you about Big Brother. I got all of these snooty intellectuals that I live with in the hedge fund community <laughs> or investment banking, and they think they're, they're holier, they're holier than thou sort of people. I was at Governor Romney's event. I'm not going to mention the person that asked me the question. They were like, what the hell were you doing on Big Brother? And I was like, okay, hold on a second. Uh, you know, we're in our third decade of reality television. Yeah, I was and killing the game. That's you, what I was doing. Yeah, and, <laughs> and whether or not you think you're, you know, you're smarter than it, it does affect us. I guess last time I checked, you have a reality television star president. So, so yeah. that's that's eight that's million people watch that, exactly. and we love it. Yeah. We then, loved you. We hated when is, you left. Oh my God, we were so mad yeah. when you left. <laughs> so well, we wanted you to stay, the stay the longer. I mean, I couldn't yeah. stay trapped in a house for 28 days, but. Tell I had a great her, okay. time. I met a lot of really interesting people. And what I would tell you, if you get a chance to do something like that, you got to try it in your life. And you don't have to be an intellectual we'll snob. Go, go do it, you know. We love you. Tell our 14 listeners where they control you and hit on you and hit okay, on you. Okay, so I'm at, I'm at Scaramucci. My wife and I do a podcast called Mooch and the Misses. Mm. That's also at Mooch and the Misses on Instagram and uh, Twitter. And, uh, you know, she's the star of that show. I mean, she comes at me. Uh, they're pretty hard on that show. And it's a lot of fun. And so, um, and you know, we, 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 we have a lot of collusion and no obstruction and that's how good relationships should be. So you guys agree? So sexual. Right? Heavy, Thank heavy, you so heavy much. Heavy on the collusion, very little on the obstruction. Okay. That's what I wish for the two of you guys. Okay. We're all, all right, collusion. Guys. Thank you all so right. much. We're going to call Deidre. Okay. We'll talk to her all later. Right. We love you, Bye-bye. Anthony. Thank you. Thank you. Thank love you. you guys. Now it's time for So There's That. This is the part of the show where I give Julie the task of finding one positive thing in and around all of the scary bad news that is happening every single second. The strongest storm anywhere on the planet this year is bearing down on the southeast coast. Another one is brewing in the Gulf of Mexico. There was another shooting in Texas. But Julie still has to find something out there for us to all feel good about. Okay, Meow Meow. Did you find anything? What I did. Is, what is your so there's that moment so for this week? So it's pretty short. Good. It's, We're over time anyway. Okay, great. <laughs> Basically, it's just this. A lot of us are freaking out because of the Supreme Court. We feel that RBG is going to die soon. And then Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, we call her the gator. The gator is going to die because she, you know, she's 90 and she's got has been battling cancer and all of the shit. She had to take a break and she we see her and she looks so frail and she's hunched over. She's wearing gloves. She falls asleep. She's like, what is going on? She's going to die. She's wearing gloves, die. but it looks like there's no hands in them. I it know. looks like there's little bones in the gloves. It, yeah, it does. <laughs> They're so, big baggy white gloves. Can't they get her gloves that fit her? Get I her know. child's gloves. I, I, get her. Get her. Get her um, doll gloves. Dog gloves, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, you know, it's stressful because of Trump. And, of course, as we know, Mitch McConnell is a liar and a hypocrite. And, it, and unfortunately, even if Trump were to nominate, if she were to leave, Trump would nominate someone. Mitch McConnell would allow it to go forward, even though he didn't let that happen for Barack Obama in his last year of his presidency. Correct. So we know that this would happen with the gator. Well, the gator came out. The mm-hmm. gay tour came out and said, I'm not going anywhere. Okay. The bitch is determined to literally die sitting on yep. the bench. You're going to have to pry those 
cold, dead, gloved hands. <laughs> you are. Right off that gavel. Exactly. So, uh, I, excuse me. She's 86. So oh, God. She's only 86. She's 86. Because so, honestly, 86 is like the new 76. Exactly. So, but she's sick. So, it's, you know what I mean? However, <clears throat> she's beaten the cancer now. She is twice. in remish. Yes. Or once, I guess. Twice. They found more. And found more. Found, right, right. So, twice. She, one, she tells a story that one of the, um, I guess Justice John Paul Stevens was a Supreme Court Whoever justice. Whoever the fuck that is. <laughs> um, died at the age of 99, and she recounted a little story because she's, oh, she's only on a speaking tour the last few months now, letting everyone know she's alive, she's well, she's not going anywhere, and she's going to continue to stay on this court. She said that he died when he was 99, and she recounts this little story, and she says, oh, Justice Stevens, I want to be on the court as I want to live as long as you did. I want to stay on the court as long as you did. And he said to her, stay longer. He was 99. So everyone loves the the gator, and she. I just wanted to say that the, my feeling is with uh, hurricanes and storms and Tiffany Trump and Trump in general and everything that's going on, we should all just take a breath because the gator is going to stay on the Supreme Court. So there's that. That's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Another day, another no dollars. <laughs> but head on over to patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics and join our members-only podcast if you want to send us one or two of your dollars. We always, you know, look, we want all of your money. All of it. One, <laughs> two, all of it. But as I told you last week, um, you guys got us over 1,300 reviews on iTunes. So while I clearly will never stop bugging on about the Patreon... We're going to take a break from bugging about the iTunes reviews. Probably until we get closer to 1,500. Then I'll be like, let's get over that 1,500 mark, guys. <laughs> um, that said, I do want Meow Meow to read a few of the latest ones. These are short and sweet, but feel free to leave a long one if it's okay. in your heart. We love the long ones. We put them on our website usually. Okay, it's time for the reading of the reviews. Love five stars by Jenny Lark. Julie plus Brandy equals the goddamn best. I follow them to everything they've ever in since I was introduced to them on hot tea. And it's always perfect and hilarious. The podcast is pure, unadulterated J plus B goodness. And I love it. And also get into the Patreon girl. Thank you. Smarter than they look. <laughs> um, that's a compliment. That is nice. Backseat writer. This is the only political podcast I listen to. It puts the fun back into an otherwise uncomfortable conversation. Thank you. That seems that like a person so nice. that actually enjoys the politics of yeah. it. Yeah. Now that's nice. Amazing by Wergren. Only podcast I listen to. My only regret is it took me so much time to find them. I'm not one of the original 14. Now that's honesty. Love it. That's so sweet. Also, who's <clears> that from? That is from Wergren. You know what, Wargren? Um, many of the original 14 have dropped off, so you're still part of the 14 because they drop off and then you're there and then right. you're just the 14. Right. The Only One by Jen Steppett. I listen to a lot of podcasts, and this is the only one I have ever taken the time to sign up for and donate to on Patreon. She These... brought a shirt, too. Oh, 
That's nice. Love her. These ladies help keep me sane in this bizarre and crazy political climate. After a Julie rant, I feel purged and can go on with my life for one more day. Brandy is the voice in my head living out loud. Thank you, ladies. I love you. The Patreon is where it is at. Real, <laughs> funny, authentic, meaning how women really talk. <gasps> thank you. So nice. That is so nice. Sign up for the Patreon and thank me later. I love when I get put into categories with women. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think it's nice that she said how women really <clears throat> talk. Because I'm like, I wonder if other podcasts women are on there just like, I love watching sports and just relax. I, I don't know what, oh. what what women are putting on. Maybe they're just trying to be perfect, I think. Maybe. Because we have that pressure. When It's not just women, but just in general, especially on, on social media or these podcasts or whatever, to be like. I'm so happy and everything's good. And maybe that's what she means. Right. I like that review, though, a lot. Well, I, I like that review, too. You're getting les, <laughs> you're getting straight. You're getting all the different spectrums of the of the gender fluidity, I would say. Yeah. So you're not just getting one perspective. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And the oh, mooch. mooch. We love you, Mooch. Come back. Moochie. How'd you do, I? See, you've met my faithful handyman he's just a little broad dime because when you knocked he thought you were the candy man don't get strung up by the way i look don't judge a book by its cover i'm not much of a man by the light of day but by night i'm one hell of a lover I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme and maybe play you a sign. You look like you're both pretty groovy. Or oh, if you want something visual that's not too abysmal. We could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat wheel. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Right. Or maybe a bite. Right. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan, and he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. Hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite. Transsexual Transylvania <laughs> So 
Come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> But not the symptom. 